Hello, everybody. Here I'm there to talk about Anchor. It's one of the best podcast uh, platforms that you can you can uh, go on. You can put all your podcasts on Apple, Google, any place. Any place to put up your podcast, you could all do it in one place. Anchor has all the tools to allow you to record and edit your podcast right from the phone or computer. And you can distribute any of your, your podcasts on any platform like Apple, Spotify, Anchor, you know, Anchor, Stitcher, iHeart, everything. It's everything you need you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. And let me tell you, I have had great experience with Anchor. Download the Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started today. That is Anchor FM to get started today. Welcome to Sydney and Joe's show. I'm Joe. Cindy's not here today. We're doing it in a different location today because Cindy is feeling under the weather. So we're going to be talking football, talk Michigan, Michigan State, and the Lions, obviously. But when it comes to Michigan, I have a unique take. You know, one of the things that really upsets me about Michigan fans. Not all. Not all. Some. Right? They play it down to like they don't have confidence in their own program. They don't have a they don't have an expectation of what they expect. This weekend they play a tough team in Ohio State. They play their rival, their hated rival and they play him for a chance to go to the college football playoff. Make no mistake about it, okay? Make no mistake. This game is basically for the playoffs. It's for the playoffs, and not only is it for the playoffs, it is for a chance to go to the playoff for the first time in Michigan's history. They have a tremendous history, okay? A tremendous history. The Wolverines are one of the most winningest programs in college football. They are a brand that is undeniable. But they have one issue. One issue. They cannot get to the big game. You know, sometimes when we talk about we talk about these teams, you know, we talk about Michigan State, right? Brand new coach. Brand new program. He's ins- inserting, right? We talk about the Lions. We go, rebuilding. It's going to be tough, but you got to get through it. In the case of the Michigan Wolverines, Jim Harbaugh has been there seven years. Seven years. Sorry about that. He's been there seven years. It's time to put it up or shut up. I don't understand why people think that Jim Harbaugh is, he just doesn't have to, he doesn't have the expectations that Lloyd had. You know, Lloyd was fired because he couldn't get to the big game. He was fired because he couldn't win against Ohio State. He was losing too much. And then when he lost Appalachian State, 
in Oregon at the big house. That was the that was it. That was it. I think for Michigan they have see what the Spartans did in Columbus has happened to Michigan. They both been beat down in Columbus. But it's unacceptable for the Michigan Wolverines to be in year seven of Harbaugh and to get beat down like the Spartans. So here's one thing I expect out of the Michigan Wolverines this weekend. I expect them to play their asses off. But if they lose, they have to lose close. They can't get blown out. They can't get blown out. Everyone talks about Jim Harbaugh and saying he needs more time. He needs more time. We're in year seven. It's wake up or put up. You just can't do this. At a university like this, the like Michigan, you can't, you can't be winless against the Buckeyes. And I know what people are saying, and, and people are a little bit, they're, they don't know what they're talking about. But, you know, Ohio State has one of the best programs in college football. And they're getting better. Which is a scary situation to be in. But, the one thing that cannot be denied is that Michigan, as as They've struggled throughout the years. They've maintained a brand and prestige about them. Make no bones about it. Michigan is one of the premier brands in college football. The big house is synonymous with college football. But they cannot, they cannot go out there and lose to Ohio State like Michigan State did. See, I gave a mulligan to uh, Mel Tucker last week because I, I, I gave a mulligan. I'm giving a mulligan to Mike Mel Tucker because he got his ass kicked in Ohio State. They don't have the talent. To, they don't have the talent or depth in their program that they have just restarted to where they can take the hits that Ohio State has coming. Ohio State's just way too talented. Ohio State is one of the most talented teams in the country. Michigan State was one of the most surprising teams in the country. And they still had one of the worst pass defenses in the league. In the case of Michigan, there's one thing that they can do that can kind of rattle Ohio State. And it starts at the defensive line with uh, Ajabo and uh, Hutchinson. See... People keep mentioning Ojabo and Hutchinson, but it, here's where it really lies. Where it really lies is the corners, the secondary. Because here's a reality situation. As good as Ojabo and as good as Hutchinson are, you know, they're talented players. They're going to be in the NFL this year. The one thing that really will set it apart is if Ojabo and Hutchinson can get to the quarterback, but the corners don't hold up. 
See, you can navigate a good pass rush by throwing quick passes. Teams have done that to the, the, the Wolverines for a, a long time, especially in the past couple of years. But this is a new defense. You can see kind of they, they kind of have a different look to them, a Baltimore Ravens-type look to them, and they're playing very, very well. But their test comes Saturday. Their test comes Saturday. And if Michigan loses to Ohio State by more than 21 points, just fire Harbaugh. And I know that's a very, very... Um, everyone's had that take. But think about it. You're going to be going to year, year 8 of Jim Harbaugh. Winless against the Buckeyes. Winless against Mel Tucker. And it's not going to get any better. Because Ohio State's bringing in players. Michigan State's bringing in players. And what I don't want from Michigan is Harbaugh Harbaughing himself. To where he makes mistakes that cost his team the win. He has done it routinely through his tenure at Michigan. Routinely. Losing games that he... He himself has lost. You know, you can blame it on the players. Say, you know, um, let's take it back to the, the trouble with the snap game. You know, you want to know why they lost that game? It wasn't because a punter fumbled the ball. It was because Michigan State had no punt returner back to get the punt. But... They, Michigan wasn't in max protect. If Michigan was in max protect, they win that game 100 times out of 100. And to me, <coughs> that's just inexcusable. There's been multiple uh, plays, I mean, coaching decisions that Harbaugh has made as directly costed his team the game. He's been Blown out by Ohio State. He's in year seven. When can he... When, when is he going to wake up? When is the team going to wake up? Because I, I'll tell you this right now. Okay? Sorry about that. At other schools... Is it even remotely... Um, acceptable to lose their rivals? No, it's not. It's not. You know, if Michigan State loses to Michigan, they're 0-4 against Michigan through a four-year period, get Mel Tucker the hell out of there. Get him out. You're a big-time program. You can't claim that you're at a disadvantage. You know, if Ohio State lost to Michigan four times in a row, you know what they're doing? They're John Coopering his ass. Harbaugh has to perform going forward. Now, I'm in the minority. I think this Ohio State football team is a very, very good football team. I think they might be the best football team I've seen in Ohio State. I just think that if Michigan is going to play this game, they can't get blown up. They can't get blown up. It would be incredible for them to get blown out. 
And here's another thing. Then we'll move on to Michigan State. Wearing the maize and blue is a privilege. It's a privilege. But with privilege comes arrogance. And arrogance, you know, when you watch Michigan play, you don't see much of a grit factor. Now, this team is a little bit different. This team is a little bit different. They have a grit factor. They have a grit factor. But they need to go out of Ohio State and play with as much tenacity as Ohio State plays against them. You know, in Ohio State, they, this is this is not something that they take lightly. And if Michigan isn't ready, they're going to pound you into the ground like they did the year before. I need Jim Harbaugh to come out and perform. Have that team ready to go. Make the coaching decisions that will get you um, back to your glory. Now, I I don't expect a win against Ohio State. I don't. I, I don't. I think this Ohio State team is so good. But if you get blown out, listen, I, I, I'll be singing a different tune. I'll be singing a different tune. If you get blown out, it's over. It's over. It's over. Jim Harbaugh should be fired if they get blown out by more than 21 points. You're in year seven, dude. Ryan Day's had last time. Mel Tucker's had last time. There's people on the block that not, haven't been here as long as you, and they are they're making significant progress towards being a good football team or an elite football team in the case of Ryan Day. It's time for Harbaugh to make his his mark and get Michigan back to where they once were. This is the Cindy and Joe show. Welcome to Cindy and Joe's show. I'm Joe. Cindy's not here today. She's under the weather. But we are talking about Michigan State. You know, going to Ohio State was going to be difficult. I didn't think they'd win, but I didn't think they'd get blown out like they did. Now, usually, if Mel Tucker was farther along, I'd be a little bit, a little bit pissed off. Because Mel Tucker is making this team into a contender. You can look at his recruiting rankings so far. He's recruiting as well as anybody. He's getting better. And Michigan State really surprised me in the way that they played the game this year. This was a this was such an anomaly. You know, this team was projected Four and a half wins in Vegas this year. And they went over that. Mel Tucker deserves a credence. But here's where Mel Tucker doesn't deserve a credit. Is the way that Ohio State... I mean, Michigan State played against Ohio State. Now, you could say... You could say... Ohio State has more talent. Half that... You know, 95% of that game was... You know, talent-based. Okay? But if you look at the other five percent, there was a little bit of coaching decisions I just didn't get. It. I did. I did. I didn't understand at all. The kick when you kick the field goal down fourteen nothing, you can't really do that. 
you know, he ran the ball with Kenneth Walker six times. He was obviously injured. You know, I think the one thing that people don't understand about, they don't understand about Michigan State is the depth on the team is so bad. It's so bad. You know, you got to think about it. Like, they can't take injuries on like an Ohio State can. Like in a Michigan can. They can't. They need their players healthy. They have a good group of players. But if, you know, part of football is surviving the season. Surviving the injuries, the um, the the uh, problems that arise. And that happens with depth. Okay? Michigan State don't have that depth yet. Now, Mel Tucker is going to, he's going to extension. And I expect him to be a lot better. I expect the depth to be a lot better in in the coming years. But Michigan State has been such a significant surprise this year. Such a significant surprise. I don't think anybody can be mad. Now, here's what I I do want to say. You know, if Michigan State goes and they beat Penn State and they go to a New Year's Six Bowl, that is a successful season. Let's be honest, guys. If Michigan State played in the playoff and they played a Georgia team, like that Georgia team, or God forbid in Alabama, because if that 2-3 matchup happened where you played Alabama, that would be... Doomsday scenario because Jameson Williams, Bryce Love, that's another, that's a CJ Stroud type, that's a Ohio State type football team. For Michigan State, you know, the the, the future is so bright ahead of them. There's so many good things that Michigan State has going for them. Like, you don't even understand how good Mel Tucker was in his, in, in his first year. You know, I think we can all say that Mel Tucker has done a phenomenal job. He's done a phenomenal job to this point. And I think that if you're being honest with yourself, just be honest. Did you think that Michigan State would be this good? And if you said yes, you're a liar. Michigan State was not supposed to be this good. But they are because Mel Tucker has been a good coach. Now, here's some things that he needs to iron out. That secondary is bad. Being ranked last in the NCAA is not a good look. Especially when there's teams out there floating like Vanderbilt. Um, you know, San Diego State. Fresno. Boise. Oklahoma. You know, Michigan State has put their head uh, on having amazing defenses. So moving forward, I need to see more from the defensive side of the ball. Offensive side of the ball, I've seen a lot from them. Obviously, it's going to be hard to um, replace a guy like Kenneth Walker. That's, that's, That's tough. But, you know, there's always running backs that can come in. I think Peyton Thorne, if as when he gets more time, more reps, I think he'll be fine. I do. 
he needs to get be more consistent. That's for that's that's to be honest. But Michigan State wasn't expected to be good. They weren't expected to play for a, a, a college football playoff spot. They weren't expected, but they overcame these uh, these expectations that people had for them, and they made a good season out of it. This has been an amazing season for Michigan State. And I think Michigan State is going to be going far with Mel Tucker at the helm. I think I think they're going to be in the college football playoff routinely. I think that Michigan State has the trajectory, you know, the the they're trending in the right direction. Kind of like that school down the road. You know, Izzo is a fantastic coach. They have Michigan State has a phenomenal basketball program. But down the road at the University of Michigan, there's a guy named Juwan Howard who is coaching the Michigan basketball team and he's making them into a national power. Same could be said for the Michigan State in terms of football. You know, Michigan is routinely named as a, the, the, the powerful state of Michigan school. They're so good at football. They haven't really been good at football, but th- let's be honest, okay? But Michigan State is trending towards the spot where Michigan football, I mean, Michigan basketball is, where you weren't expected to be great, right? Juwan Howard took over the... the, the the Michigan basketball program from Beeline. He took over the program, and now he got the contract extension. You know who else got a contract extension? Mel Tucker. Michigan State football is is trending so good. I think there's so many players that are coming into the program that are going to really help them. I think Val Tucker is going to hit that transfer portal again, especially for some offensive linemen. But I think that Mel Tucker has done a phenomenal job to this point. Phenomenal job. He should be commended on the job he's done for Michigan State. I don't know what you could say bad about the Michigan State football team. They had such a great year. Such a great year that they are suddenly becoming one of the top 10 football programs in the country. They're trending in that spot. The recruiting is trending in that spot. Mel Tucker, he's got a little bit of Kirby Smart in him. Where he will make progress. Can he get you over the hump? I think he can. As the college football playoff is going to expand, it's going to expand to 12 teams. His job is to get you in the playoff at least two times out of every four years. Period. Michigan State is heading in a great direction with Mel Tucker. I think that this is going to be a tremendous... There's a reason Izzo likes him. Because he's so good. He's so good at what he does. And this Michigan State football team, they overcame so much to 
be the team that they are right now. I can't really put in the words how good Mel Tucker has been because it's been a fairy tale. It's like you, it's like when you take a bad team over in Madden and you make them into a, a contender f- for the Super Bowl and then you win it. That's a, that's a fairy tale. And right now, Mel Tucker is presenting the fairy tale. Now, what he does from this spot on, that will really dictate more what we think of him going into the future. But at this point in time, I think that Michigan State is heading in a great direction. And I think that once Mel Tucker gets his kids crew, he gets his, his recruiting classes, I think he's going to win big. I think he will win national championships at Michigan State. Next, we will be talking the Lions. We'll try to make that short. This has been a short show. That's what the that that's what happens when you're kind of going solo, and it was a spur of the moment type thing. So we will see you in the next segment as we talk about the Lions. Welcome to Cindy's Joe Show. I'm Joe. Now we are talking the Lions in this segment. We are talking the. Detroit football Lions, the windless Lions, the hopeless Lions. Well, I think they have a little bit of hope. And I'll get into that in this segment. You know, first I want to start with Dan Campbell. You know, Dan Campbell has made some questionable coaching decisions. But there's some I can't explain. You know, when you're at that fourth and and, uh, down and you're in in the red zone and you kick a field goal... I thought that was just ridiculous. I thought that was so ridiculous. But let's take it to Brad Holmes for a minute. You know, I have been very, very hopeful for the Lions. I think that they're trending in the right direction. They are. They're trending in the right direction. Look at the process. Look, look at the things that have happened to the Lions. They've had a lot of injuries. They were not built to, to survive injuries at all. At all. They have a they have a good run game. Their run game is actually showing up. Penai Sewell is playing outstanding, and then you add Taylor Decker into the mix, and it's actually creating a really good offensive line. But you know, if you look at the defense, there's been some surprises. Jerry Jake is undrafted free agent. Uh, A.J. Parker, undrafted free agent. There's been a, a scouting eye Brett Holmes has had. But if there's one thing I can say that I'm a little disappointed in, a little disappointed, when you look at the Lions and you say, what is their weakness? It's the quarterback position. You know, the quarterback position is their weakness. Talent and depth-wise. Jared Goff gets hurt. Tim Boyle comes in. Tim Boyle is not good. Didn't look good. When Jared Goff was hurt and Tim Boyle was uh, was on IR, you were so not going to put Dave Brawlett. 
if you're Brad Holmes, one of the biggest positions that you can have as that is taking chances on rookie QBs, you know, second-year QBs, all that. If there's one thing that I'm a little bit disappointed in Brad Holmes in is the fact that they don't have a quarterback besides Jared Goff. And Jared Goff is not a good quarterback. Now, I'm worried about one thing. I'm worried that Brad Holmes will take a... He will take a flyer on a quarterback in the draft that is not good. Now, there's a couple quarterbacks I really like in the draft. I like Carson Strong. I like Desmond Ritter. I think those are really good quarterbacks. But as far as I'm concerned, none of them are franchise quarterbacks at this point. Now, I'm a little bit worried about um, Brad Holmes. You know, he should have. He should have. Something. A young player who's going to make that significant stride. And you know, the one thing that I'm really not liking is that Brett Holmes didn't find that quarterback in the rough. Now, he found cornerbacks in Jerry Jacobs and A.J. Parker, but he didn't find a quarterback that he can develop. Maybe, maybe they could be a good backup. A good backup. You know, last year there was one quarterback that I really liked as a flyer, and it was Kellen Mond. And he went in your division to the Minnesota Vikings, and now the Minnesota Vikings have a quarterback that they can hopefully develop into a, maybe a starter. That's all I wanted. That's all I wanted. Can you develop a quarterback into a starter? And they have the coaches to do it. They have the coaches to do it. But they... They just couldn't invest the resource into getting that guy. You know, it was a rebuild. I knew it was going to be painful. But I didn't really think that the Lions would mess up something so simple. I like this this general manager, Brad Holmes. I think he's doing a phenomenal job. I think when you look at the lines and you go, okay, what's a positive? The positive for me is look at that defense, okay? They don't have a significant playmaker. But in the draft, you will have the number one overall pick. And you will have your choice of two difference makers. You might have three or four different makers. I I do like Kyle Hamilton, the safety from Notre Dame. I like Debido from um, Oregon, and I like Hutchinson from Michigan. I think those are three different makers. I also like Stingley, but you really can't draft the corner again because we know how that went in Detroit. But as we look forward and we say. Okay, what is something that the Detroit Lions need to need to look at? 
It's getting significant talent around the football team. And then next year, when there's better quarterbacks on board, you can go and get your quarterback. But what I would really suggest, use all your resources this year to get the best possible football players. That's what you want to do. You go into next year with Jared Goff, you get a backup quarterback who can who can actually come in and maybe maybe steal a couple games. But right at this point, the quarterback position is the biggest fault, and there's no sign of a quarterback coming. I do like Carson Strong from Nevada, but I can't invest a heavy resource in him. Just can't. She can't. I hope. I wish he could be a quarterback, that quarterback because we got two first round picks this year. But he, I don't think he's that guy. I think when you look to next year, you got Bryce Young, you got CJ Stroud. Those would be two fantastic picks because I, I do think Bryce Young is gonna be good. I do think that CJ Stroud is different than all their all their Ohio State quarterbacks. I think that the Lions are trending in a good direction. But here's the one thing that needs to happen. They need to get difference makers. That is it. Anybody who tells you differently, I I, I just want, I, I don't understand what they're talking about. You know, Dan Campbell, I, everyone can talk about his mistakes that he's made this year. He's learning on the job. Let him learn on the job. Because this team is nowhere close. Now we can. We'll, I think that they're going to get their first win this Sunday. I think they're going to beat the Bears. The Bears are in tor- t- turmoil. Uh, the, the Bears are just—they're in so much uh, tor- turmoil. It's—it's—it's just—it's—it's it's amazing to me. But I think the Lions have some some significant strides that they've made this year. And I think that they can build on it because they're going to have good draft picks, good draft slots, and they're going to have a shot to build on this even more. But Brad Holmes has to nail the draft. You know, a lot of these a lot of these uh, general managers who are the elite of the elite, they nail picks that they shouldn't pick. You know, like the Eisenman. You know, he, 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 he nails the draft picks that are fourth, fifth, sixth round. That's what I need of Brad Holmes. That's how you bring a consistent winner to your program. And that's what we need to see. I've liked the progress out of Lee McNeil. I've liked the progress out of Derek Barnes, except he's got to stop freelancing. But I like this, I like this team so far. We'll see what happens Sunday when they, I mean, Thursday when they play the, uh, the bears on Thanksgiving. I really think they have the shot to win. I do. This has been a short show this week. Obviously, we will have Cindy back next week via Zoom. And we will be talking Lions, Red Wings, Tigers, Michigan, Michigan State. We'll see what we lead with. Usually, it's dictated on how these teams play. We might have an instant reaction. Saturday.
Maybe even Thursday. Maybe the Lions win. I am. Ex I'll be excited. And I'll do a, a re reaction. We'll see you next week on the Cindy and Joe show. I'm Joe, and she's Cindy, and she's not here. But this is the Cindy and Joe show on Between the Whistles, Detroit.